1: What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction, Change My Life. This week, I'm joined by somebody who I'm so excited to speak to. She is a fellow single mother of three. Shout out to the single mothers. She's an author. She's an international keynote speaker. And most interestingly, this is what I want to know about this episode. She's a quantum transformation coach. Come and get involved. I want to know all about it. It's, of course, Susie Ashworth. Welcome. Welcome.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I've had me to like, too. I've had to ground myself. I was like, Suze, it's you. You know, it's going to be be cool. Be cool." So, thank you for having me. And do you know what I love is
1: how last minute this was, because literally, I think, was it yesterday or the day before? The day before We just were like, fuck it. Let's just record it. Shall we? Should we just put it out this Friday? I mean, six children between us and we somehow managed to be free for this. I, I'm loving that. It's, it was you, meant universe.
2: to be. Me. Yeah, exactly.
1: Thank you, universe. <laughs> so you have a new book that has just come out, Infinite Receiving. It is constantly by my side at the moment because we are doing it in the book club this month. And honestly, this is a book that people are so excited about. I genuinely have never had so many people say, sorry, I actually couldn't wait until the first. I've already read Mm. it. Like, it's incredible. It is one of those books that I feel like is going to change the trajectory of our lives. So can you tell us a little bit, who is this book for? Why should you read it? What's it going to do
2: for our goddamn lives? First of all, I just, when you say that, I just get full body goosebumps. Like it really, really, really means the world to me. Like I feel a little bit emotional just saying it because even though this is my second book, my first book was about birth and babies and vaginas and all all of that stuff. This is the first book that I... Yes. Yeah. My best. I'd to go back and read that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is the first book that I've ever written, like from my heart. And in order for us to get here, I had to just imagine that nobody was going to read the book other than me. And so, uh, who I wrote the book for was somebody like me. And somebody like me a few years ago but also somebody like me now and that is just somebody who knows that there is so much more available for them and I think that that was the me of a few years ago like I knew that there was so much more available for me but I didn't quite know how to touch it consistently And I didn't quite believe that I was worthy and deserving of all of the magic that was available to me. So back then, I was listening to Abraham Hicks. I was reading Think and Grow Rich. I was doing all of the stuff. And I was pretty successful. And where I was coming from was... If I get the stuff, this will prove that I'm worthy. If I get the stuff, this will prove that I am successful. If I get the stuff, this will prove that I am enough. And so where I am now in the journey is really understanding that the stuff is beautiful. Like money is important. Being able to be financially resourced is so fucking important being able to choose where you want to go on holiday, choose what car you want, all of that stuff. Like, yes, I want everybody to have that. And I want people to be choosing that stuff from a place of already knowing their worth, a place of already knowing that they're deserving, a place of not needing to prove anything to anybody, not even to yourself. And that's a very, very different place to be creating, co-creating, manifesting your life from. And that is my desire for people when they read this book.
1: That is a real nuanced energy, isn't it? To manifest i guess from from alignment but to manifest from a place of really higher self worth and i think all of us here everyone mm. listening has done it i know that i've done it i know that when i first started doing um like the money work like mm. learning about the energy and the frequency of money changed mm. my life but when i first started doing it i thought that my highly symbolic token upgrades were like a gucci belt that I still, to this day, have never fucking worn. Like, I've never worn it. It's sat in a, sat in a cupboard it's somewhere. And buying these, oh, it's so frustrating. And then I bought something from, oh, what was that brand where they, they did all the weird kiddie fiddling stuff? Balenciaga, oh, when yeah. they did all that weird S&M and then everyone, yeah. like, cancelled them. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, like, I made these huge purchasing mistakes where I was just like, I thought that's what you were supposed to want. Yeah. And I've almost got to a point now where... I feel like it's it's obviously a journey, but everything that I manifest, I try to do because um, it's going to improve my quality of life or, or my time with my children. Not because I think it will make me look good or... I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. So I drive an old Nissan that literally has dents in the back. Yeah. But I've nearly paid off my mortgage on my dream house and I've got a pool. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yes. and I'll wear Primark. So yes. is that truly what it's about? It's about manifesting what you truly deserve in your life to make it better, not because you think it's what you should
2: have. I think that that's a part of it. it right in the beginning, when I'm talking about what it is, what infinite receiving is. I say like in its most simplest terms, it's about unlocking human potential. And it's this idea that we get to walk down the street, which again is related to self-worth for sure, but it is knowing at the core of your being that you are a fucking magical creator like that every single person on this planet has the capacity to create miracles because that is our purpose. Like our purpose is to evolve and our purpose is to explore the edges of more. And that that's what we're here to do. So many people don't realize that that's the game, you know. It's, and again, I think yeah. it is, it's very much related to self-worth. It's that feeling of not enoughness. It's not good enough. It's the context that you've been brought up with, where you've been told by parents, by partners, by teachers, just to tone it down a little bit, just be a little bit quieter, just stay in your box. It's the mm. shame and the fear that so many people grow up with because of many, many different um, stories and experiences. It's about shaving all of that shit away so that you can come back to knowing your true, magical, powerful, potent self. And then from that place, be like, what do we want to do? How do we want to play? Yes. Do you know what? That that
1: idea of it being playful and like a game is such a, I think I (laughs) actually, I'm quoting you for your own book. I feel (laughs) like this is what I read in one of the first (laughs) chapters of your book. But it really, resonated with me because I think sometimes we can be such controlling manifestors or we can be such um, like manic manifestors. Like I really need it to happen. And an area of manifesting that has really worked well for me is money. And I don't know if it's because it's arbitrary. It's like you either did it or you didn't. You, yeah. you put £50,000 on your vision board and you either mm-hmm. did it or you didn't. Like, I love that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? As opposed to when people say, I'm going to manifest love. And then they meet some guy on Tinder that like is covered in red flags. And like, I manifested it. I'm like, did yeah. you though? <laughs> Whereas money, yeah. you can't argue with it. You know, you mm-hmm. either did or you didn't. And I love that. And um, oh, I've completely forgotten
2: my train of thought. What were we actually just talking about? <laughs> you were talking what about, we the just fact talking about? With money, it's very, very specific and the love example you gave was kind of more wishy-washy but but i want to i i i want to i we're always manifesting all of the time and we are always mm. receiving all of the time we are again born infinite receivers it's just how conscious are we being and that yes. is also the game it's like just now, I went out to Starbucks to get myself a coffee. And as I was coming out of the out of the Starbucks, I saw my next-door neighbors, Bill and Helen. They are a lovely old couple. We never, ever see each other. And Bill's like, how are you doing? And I'm, like, standing there thinking, oh, my God, like, I've, I've got to get away for the podcast interview. And I'm like, and they're talking to me, talking to me, talking to me, and I'm smiling. And then I'm like, Suze, just relax. Just Just, just relax. Like, what can you receive in this moment? Like, I look at my clock. I'm like, I'm fine. We're good for another 10 minutes. And as I'm relaxing, he's telling me about how Helen has got Alzheimer's. And he obviously really wanted to tell me, you know, he really needed a break. And he really needed to just communicate that to me. And as I got in my car plenty of time, got in my car, it's just like, he really needed that. And I and I just, I looked up and I'm like, thank you. Like, I'm going to make more of an effort with them. It's like I co-created that experience with the universe and it could have been a fucking nightmare because I was in my head and not wanting to spend time with them or give them any energy or it could have been how it ended up being, which was me just relaxing and realising that I can be a bit of a better neighbour. Like, That is, in the moment, shifting from being unconscious, all about me, to conscious, let's infinitely receive and consciously co-create something magical in this moment. And so, along Mm -hmm. with the stuff, it's this view of the world that gets to shift, I think, that when you're really tapped into this frequency –
1: Yes, and that's—I I love the name "infinite receiving." And you—you you do say at the beginning of the book, you know, you worry that people will look at that title, and I looked at it and I just thought, "Infinite receiving," <laughs> like I just get to receive all the time. And you do sort of think, like, "Oh, bloody hell, like, that's a bit greedy." But you're right—we are receiving all the time we are constantly at a frequency we are constantly attracting and it's just we get to decide what it is that we attract and my memory has come back forgive my baby brain my babies are three and a half but I'm still (laughs) blaming baby brain you were talking about manifesting getting to just be like this playful curious thing yes and I was saying about how money is one of the areas that I really enjoy experimenting with because it is really you either you either achieved it or you didn't and I love that about it because I love to see real black and white results Mm. and um I worked on all my money mindset about two and a half three years ago and my income jumped by 10 times yeah 10 it was insane and then it's just stayed the same ever since Mm. and I'm now revisiting it two years later but I'm coming at it from an angle of like I don't really care if my income increases like I actually genuinely don't care but I'm so curious like it's like a game to me like I want to put some crazy number and just like it's almost like just a a, a fun game and I think maybe that would you agree is like the key to manifesting amazingly is like not having that kind of desperation or anything but just thinking what can I create like how magical can I fucking be like what can I do
2: yeah who is it that I get to be when I think about so what's your number what's your wild crazy number
1: oh bloody hell Susie oh uh, (laughs) um oh god I don't know for what what for what 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 are we talking about
2: so so how much would you love to earn like when you think about stretching your income. I got there. (laughs) Yeah, I I do. You talk about money. Yeah. So isn't this interesting? So in the book, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) I talk about (laughs) taking aligned action. So what is it that you want? And then you've got to act in alignment with it. And what I, what I immediately take from this situation is in private, when you're playing, it gets to be a game. But the moment that I am asking you, like on your podcast, to actually speak the number, then there's some kind of story, some kind of limiting belief, some part of you that doesn't feel okay completely embodying the fact that you're about to stop playing a whole different fucking game. Yeah, And so there is the, yes, it's a game and I don't really care, and... When you think about who you get to stretch into to be an energetic match for this next level, you get to hold it lightly. You get to, it gets to be playful, but you definitely got to be able to speak your number. And so okay. there is your work.
1: All right, Susie, right, just call me out on me on Godfrey Podcast. Right, okay, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna rip it off like a plaster. I'm just gonna yes. say it real quick. I would like to have a, a hundred thousand pound month. Oh,
2: I'm like, already done for you, babes. Already done for you. See, and this is the other really fun thing. I I had this experience in uh, Waterstones a couple of weeks ago, just after the book came out. And um, it's really knowing that, you will have heard this, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Like all of the energy that ever was in the world is already here all of the energy that ever will be in the world is already here our thoughts are energy so all of the thoughts that you are ever going to have in your fucking lifetime are already in the universe all of the answers to every single problem that you are going to have in your entire lifetime are already here and the only thing that stops us from connecting to the solution is our alignment So when you say 100K a month, it goes without saying that it's already here because that's the universal law. So the only thing is, is you actually being a match for the thing. Now, what happened to me in Waterstones a couple of weeks ago is I'm like, oh my God, I've got my book in in a shop. Like, let's go. And I take the kids with me and we have this whole thing in blue water and, um, As I'm in there, and the guy's like, do you want to sign it? I'm like, "Yep, cool. He goes, I'm just going to have a look on the computer to see if we've got any other copies of the book, and you can sign those as well. And I go, okay. And he comes back, and he says, are you Susie Ashworth who wrote The Calm Birth Method? And I went, yeah. He goes, oh, we've got that as here as well. I'm like, that means that I've had a book in Waterstones for the last (gasps) five years. But I wasn't a match for knowing that I didn't think that that was me then. So I didn't look, I didn't ask, I didn't expect it, but it was already in the fucking shop. It's only that my alignment now to this book that, that, that opened the doors for me to see that it was already here all along. So the people that are going to be a conduit for that money are already here. The ideas that you need are already here. Like it's already done. And the first step to you getting one step closer towards that 100K month, you're just done by speaking it into reality. And now we want to speak it more and more and more. So it just gets very fucking comfortable. And then you start getting very practical about, okay, so what's the next step? Is it raising my rates? Is it creating another project, another product? You know, all yeah. the time holding it lightly, having fun with it, just seeing well, how much more can I stretch myself. Like that's the way that I like to think about manifestation.
1: And and really, that first step of you know how our words are spells, right? And yeah. we saw how powerful that was. That I feel very confident about my money mindset, yeah. and yet when you asked me to say it in front of eighty thousand people, <laughs> I'm like, I, that the energy was like palpable. That like I yeah. couldn't say it, but I'm very aware that. When you speak things out loud, they literally happen. Fa- For me, that's been yes. something that they happen faster than you ever thought possible. Like, yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, I was freshly divorced, moved back to London to a little one bedroom flat with my daughter, and I was literally just doing spray tans two days a week. That's the only income I had going on, really. And I just remember one day thinking, I wonder if I could try and buy a second house, like if I could keep my flat but buy a house in the country near my family and raise my daughter in the countryside. And I just called an estate agent, uh, not an estate agent, who do you call? A mortgage advisor. Yeah. And as soon as I said those words out loud and I was like, well, I only work two days a week and I, I just do spray tans, but, but I want to do this. And as soon as I said the number, like the house is going to cost this, this is what I need. It's almost like saying it to another human, put it in motion. Yes. It just puts it in motion. And yes. I, that repeatedly happens throughout my life. I just recently had a a wealth management meeting. Who is she? And um, the guy was like, what do you want? Like, what do you yeah. want? And I found myself being all like, oh, I don't know. And I said, well, I want to buy a house in London. And it's going to be like, I don't know. And I was apologizing. I was like, I think it's going to be like 1.2 million pounds. And he just said, okay.
2: Yeah. And it's
1: like, as soon as I'd said it out loud to another person,
2: yeah. I can feel that house coming to me in the next yeah. two years. Yeah. It's it's done. Because you also are coming from a base of having done a lot of work. Yes. And you can see it on your podcasts. Like when you're speaking to people, there's a real sense of this is who I am. I have arrived in the place. <laughs> I am a gift. And that energy is very, very magnetic. And in the book, I talk about the four pillars. And the, the first three pillars are the most important when it comes to making it easier for manifestation. But I think that you embody greatness. And again, when we think about that 100K month, there's like a little elevation that gets to happen so that you are embodying greatness at that level of 100k month. And then what happens after that? And that's why I say that this book is like a lifetime's work, because we should always be evolving and growing and wanting the next thing, not from a place of dissatisfaction, but from a place of What can I create next? And so every time we push ourselves to the edge, it's like, okay, how do I know my greatness at this level and that level and this level? Now,
1: Susie, this is all well and good because we're both rich bitches. That's fine. (laughs) But what I truly want to know is how do we translate this to love? Please help
2: me out. I love this question because I've been on my dating journey for the last year and a half. So I split up with my husband, uh, my ex-husband, three years ago. We literally just got officially divorced this month. Congratulations. Thank you very much. (laughs) And I have been dating for the last year and a half. So this has been really present for me. And I would say that actually for the last two years... I have been on my, what I've called my sex exploration journey. And so- oh Is yes. that a nice way of saying,
1: a hoe phase?
2: <laughs> I've definitely had a hoe bag era, but it's not been for two years. Okay. <laughs> but what I decided when I was kind of, when I'd done my, like the big healing from the breakup was, well, the question I asked myself is, what do I want? And what I want is the type of love affair and relationship that goes down in the history books, you know, like really just deep, incredible connection emotionally, physically, spiritually, intellectually, like really just deep, deep love. So that's the first part. What, what, what do I want? And then the second part is. Well, I have to be willing to take action in alignment with that. And I think that frequently when we are trying to manifest anything, we're looking to outside of ourselves. So where is he? Where is she? Like, where are we going to find the person? It's like, no. First of all, if I want to be a match for a love affair of the ages, then I have to be having a fucking love affair with myself. Yes. And so this is where I have started. What what do I want? And then if I'm going to have a love affair with myself, I need support because, and I talk about this in the book, like one of the pillars is the pillar of infinite love. And what I realized maybe four or five years ago is even though I'm a really open-hearted person, I'm an extrovert, I love people, the way that I was operating in my life was that my heart was closed. My heart was like, if you can imagine my heart, it was like I had a big shield over it, and then the shield was like surrounded by bars. It was like, I'm going to give you my love and my attention, but you are not going to get close enough to break my fucking heart. You, right. Like that is not happening. And so that impacted every relationship with my ex, with my kids, with my friends, like with everybody. You couldn't get in. And so I knew know still that to be a match for this love affair of all ages I had to start dissolving the the bars the barriers and softening my heart so I could be open to receiving and giving and with that that's challenging because What you're saying, what you have to say to yourself when your heart, when you're living with an open heart is I'm willing to have my heart smashed into a thousand pieces and Mm. that is vulnerable. So I'm curious, when I say that to you, do you feel, are you open to having your heart broken again? I say yes, but. I also,
1: my actions are like, if you detract one centimetre of my home life with my daughters, you can fuck yourself. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) Probably
0: not. So...
2: again like it's really when we're in this vibe of consciously creating we're looking at a whole new level of self-awareness because Mm. I know the concepts in this book are super simple intellectually everybody gets them but look at your results and that will tell you how much you are embodying the truth that is within this book and so I agree like recently I met a guy Oh, he was, he was great. Was he? He was really, really (laughs) great. He was really great. Why Um, is your face looking like that? (laughs) 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 What,
1: what, have have we got an accompanying dick pic or something? What, are we going to get a a visual reference? What's going on?
2: (laughs) (laughs) There is no dick pic that Um. I will be revealing today. (laughs) Um, I think I'm laughing because... To get to this guy, I've been on a year and a half of dates and mm. its I've been filtering. Every single guy has been like, no, no, yeah, yeah, like this, don't like that. And so I really feel like every date I go on now especially, it's either one step closer or, or it is the one. I'm getting better and better because of all of these dates. And so I'm smiling because I was very close with this one. And, um, why am I telling you this? Why am I telling you this? I can't remember where I was going with it. We keep forgetting what we're talking about,
1: <laughs> but that feeling of like someone's quite close enough. I imagine yes. that that's got a lot to do with like your own self worth and what you're willing to set for. Cause I know that yes. so many people listening will be like, Oh my God, he's such a nice guy. Like he's perfect, yeah. but he just does cocaine every weekend. Or he's such a nice guy, <laughs> but like he beats his yes. mother. Like that we, and we just
2: go, Oh, well. You know, yeah, let me compromise. Well, this is, again, it's acting in alignment. And that's the thing with this guy. His timeline is not the same as mine. So he wanted the girlfriend experience, but he didn't want to commit. Now, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, when I was 19, I would have been like, <laughs> but you're so fit and you're so funny and you're so intelligent and you're doing yeah. well and you've got this going on and everything is perfect. But but I'm looking for the king. Yeah, you know? And so in order to be a match for that, I have to say no to the one that's very, very close and very, very enjoyable and very, very, you know, sexy, but it's a no. So it's always that action in uh, alignment. The other thing I want to say is that I've just, I've called in a lot of support with this as well. It's like, I've had to with infinite receiving, it is it's aligned action, but it's also lean back energy. It's that real, beautiful balance between um, divine masculine and divine feminine. But with love, it's very easy for me to be like, you know, I'm on the apps. I, I'll do this for half an hour. I'll make sure that I've connected, like I'm, I'm all. <laughs> I'll make sure I'm connected with fifteen. people. It's like no. So I've had to get support in, and that has been you know, training as a love, sex and relationship coach. It's been getting my own coach and mentorship. So it's been really like just allowing myself to be held. And the more I've allowed myself to be held, all that they do is reflect to me what I've written in the book about life for my love. But hearing it from somebody else is like, oh, yeah. And I think that the really big thing is like everything I just said to you about knowing that it's already done. If you know that it's already done, you can fucking relax, right? And you can just play. If I know that the greatest love of all time is already done for me, like I can stop being like a mad woman on Bumble and just (laughs) like take a minute, you know? Yeah. And so there's the the big thing when it comes to manifestation is knowing that a delay is not a denial and it's just, it's not yet. There's a little bit more like work in inverted commas that gets to be done. So that divine timing, we're a match, you know, that, like that's the way that I think about it. And in the meantime, how much more can I fucking love myself? How much more can I wake up and be like, Oh, you you're amazing. How much more pleasure can I allow in my life? How much more richness can I allow in my life? So that when the time is right, that love gets to be such a cherry. And also
1: embrace this single season as well, because I think that we are always in such a habit of the grass is always greener on the other side. And I know people that are in relationships and really struggle to get out and they're like, Oh God, your life is so nice. And you have your child free time and you just get to paint your house, whatever color you want. And I have to sometimes stop and remind myself and think, these are the days that I will look back on and be like, what a fucking ride. Like what a time that was like, you want a dick appointment over on a Friday night? You've got a dick appointment. (laughs) If you want to paint your whole house pink, you can paint your whole house pink. Like, and this is like the beautiful tapestry of life. And I try to, always embrace that season but look there's embracing a season and there's embracing a season for fucking five years so like we're starting to get a little
2: impatient yeah but you said it right at the beginning when I said are you willing to have your heart broken <sighs> so no you're not a match for it yet I'm and not th- there's a there's a level of vulnerability there is another level of softness There is another level of openness that you have got to tap into before somebody is going to walk into that space. Do you know what I think the problem is, is I
1: keep watching documentaries about men that kill their partners.
2: I was watching your stories last (laughs) night and honestly, I was dying because I love a a true crime documentary as well, but it's not good for your nervous system. Do you know what I mean? We're looking for expansion, not contraction. So maybe we need to stop watching them. Oh, I enjoy
1: them so much because it just reinforces my belief that they're all out to get us. But it also isn't helping me. It's It's not not helping helping me at all. You want to watch Love is Blind. I'm trying to trust the timing of it. I really do. Like I feel like redirection is the universe's protection. And there's been so many things where things I thought have like fucked up in my life. And when I look back, I think, god thank it was a god gift. that happened and I do think 100%. you know I've got three very young children mm. I am the primary everything like yes. caregiver breadwinner everything and that's a yeah. lot and actually if this season of my life is just about being a hundred percent a mother do you know what I'm here for it I'm here for it Susie yeah. do you know what I want to talk to you about what do you know what I want to know about what do you want to Phantom know quantum leaping <laughs> uh, what I want to know more what yeah. is a hang on a quantum transfer? what is quantum
2: transformationing that's not a word <laughs> you know what I mean in the most simple terms it's just making a big massive shift in your life in a really short period of time and so the year that I made a million The year before, my business had turned over four hundred and twenty thousand, and so to go from four to triple my income in a year—that is a quantum leap by most people's standards. Right. And so it's that your ability to collapse the timeline, and and at the same time, what I say is a quantum shift can happen in a second. So this is a shift in somebody's perspective. All of a sudden, like. Earlier on, you might say, it's not the best example with you in the 100K because you'd already decided that you you want it. But, you know, I have people come to events who are like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing in the whole entire world, and then leave, and they're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing that has ever happened to me. It's like... Great. We've had a quantum shift, but a quantum transformation happens over time. And that is the compound effect of you continuing to, one, decide that what you want is available to you. And then the compound effect of you on a daily basis taking steps towards it. And for me, this is why I love it when people have big, massive goals that feel almost impossible because that, causes you to stretch in a way that you haven't that 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 is that is not normal and when you're consistently stretching and I use the word stretching maybe I want to shift it to expanding because when I say consistently stretching you have people who are like that sounds really stressful and I yeah it, it it doesn't need to be stressful. It's just consistently expanding. When you do that day after day after day after day, what happens is is that you see like mind blowing results in a much shorter time than if you go for kind of like a mediocre goal. And I take steps on a day to day basis. You kind of get mediocre results, even if you hit the goal. It's like, hmm. But if you go for something massive, even if you don't hit it on the way there, you're like eating huge milestones and people are like, what is happening in your life? You know, I don't know you and your story very well, but I would say that you have already created quantum transformations in your life. You talk about the flats or where you are in your house and the pool and going on cruises and stuff like that sounds like you have already, yeah, do you know what I mean, most people to look at that and be like, "I might expect that in a lifetime. you've done that in a few years, so you're you're already a match for it, a hundred percent, as you were
1: saying that, I could totally identify the pandemic was when my life was I lived in London, I had one daughter, I had a beauty salon, and then within a year i'd all of that had been lost, everything yes. was lost. And I suddenly had three children. I was a number one podcaster. I was earning 100 million times more than yes. I ever was before. And my entire life changed. And I was yes. like, boy, this is like what people do in 10 years. Yes. So I have totally that was experienced a that. yeah. It's, it's very interesting because it's very effortless. And with yeah. money, I experienced that buying this house, which is like my dream house. I didn't try. I didn't save. Yeah. I didn't really try. And then boom, a year later, I phoned my, my mortgage guy because it's time to remortgage. And he said, oh, you could pay this mortgage off in two years. And I was like, can I? <laughs> like, what?" It's almost like I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. It just is, yeah.
2: I, I think when I listen to you, what you are embodying is what I talk about in the book. So it's detachment actually from the goal. So it's like, yes, I want the house. Yes, I want 100K, but I'm not holding on to it. Like I will die if it doesn't happen. And so It'll make no difference to my life. It, it makes no difference really? to your life. So what's happening in between you saying, I want this and having the goal is that you're just enjoying day by day you're enjoying the process and the more you enjoy the process do you know what I mean I saw you like sweeping up outside your house you're like I'm just gonna feng the outside of my house (laughs) and I'm just switching over the reef and it just gives me so much joy and I'm like that's like how much can you enjoy your life and again you're in a position where you've obviously done the work and for people who are not quite there this book is to help you let go of all of the stories that you have been living into on a day-to-day basis that stop you from feeling that joy, stop you from knowing that it gets to be fun sweeping the front of your house, even when you're, even when you, when you're in the shit, like that's the more and more and more people activated on a day-to-day basis, enjoying their fucking life. That will absolutely accelerate the speed at which you manifest your dreams. A hundred a hundred percent. You you've you've absolutely got
1: it. It is just enjoying the process. And I think for us, I think sharing it with other people. I don't know about you, I'm so passionate about sharing this with yeah. women, particularly yeah. mothers who maybe I get so many women say like they either want to leave their partner and they can't afford yeah. it or yeah. they don't want to go back to work and leave their children. And I'm like, I totally get it. I've been in both of those spaces. Yes. And I think it's just for me, it's always about trying to prove to people like this shit works and it doesn't just work for me. It can work for anyone. It doesn't matter what your situation is like this fucking works. I'd love to know, when did you first realize like, oh my God, like this
2: works? Oh, this is a, um... I first realized. and, And so actually just to give a tiny bit more context because What you just said about you and your life and wanting to prove it, the way that I talk about this, because I don't love prove it energy, but I I say be the model, not the mirror. Be the model for what is possible. And so when people come into my world, I like to remind them that I was fostered at the age of three months old and my foster parents were found in the back of a fucking magazine. And it could have been anybody that I went to. Like back then in the, the late 70s, Private fostering was really normal. You'd have like magazines where you'd just have families saying, I'll take, I'll take your kids. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, that was very, very normal. So I could have ended up with anyone. But I ended up with my foster parents who were absolutely incredible. But my mum passed away when I was 19 and my dad passed away when I was 23. And when my mum passed away, I was not a nice person and I have a lot of compassion for that version of me because I'm like I was 19 and it's not weird that as a 19 year old you think that the world revolves around you but I was very selfish I was very self-centered I had very low self-esteem I was as Abraham Hicks would say looking for love in all of the wrong places because I was dealing unconsciously with the trauma of Um, being fostered at three months old, even though I had incredible parents. And so I went on. When my mum passed away, it was my biggest loss, but it was also a very distinct choice point. Who do you want to be and how do you want to live this life? Because not only was I not there for my mum when she died, but when I reflected on her life, I don't think that she died feeling fulfilled And I don't think that she died like happy with her lot. And so for me, a big part of the journey was one, writing a letter to my mum, like, I'm sorry, and I love you. And I'm so grateful for you. And also making a very clear intention that I was going to live a life that by the time I got to the end of it, I'd be like, you fucking lived this. Like you did it you left it all on the table, like you did it. Yeah, so that was the start of me being like, I need to do something different. And I ended up traveling around the world, but I, I met, I lived with this girl called Sarah Jane Hawkins who teaches yoga in Amsterdam. And we lived in Amsterdam together. And she is a very magical human being. And she would be, she's the first person who turned me on to manifestation. And she was the type of person who be like, Oh, I just, I just need a mobile phone. And like two days after, she'd like somebody had come into, she used to like work in the, the weed shops, and somebody had come into the shop and be like, Oh, Sarah, I was just thinking about you. I've got this mobile phone. Do you want it? And that type of stuff would happen to her all the time. And I was just watching, thinking what is going on here? Like, why is this stuff? It just happened so many times. And she gave me this book called The Celestine Prophecy. Have you read that book? No, I'm writing it down. It is all about synchronicities and the universe, like working with the universe. I don't think I really got it at the time, but she gave me this book and I, and I read it and I was like, there's something in this. I didn't get it for me. But I really saw it in her. And so and that was probably, I was probably about 22 when I first started like exploring all of this work. And then in business, I've been, I've had my business now for, this will be my 11th year this year. And my first year in business, I earned minus 14,000 pounds. And the second minus? year in business, minus. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? Susie. <gasps> <Seriously? laughs> I spent a lot on courses, I spent a lot on coaches, I spent a lot on training Um, but my second year in business I made 126,000 and even then I was like okay but what I took, what I brought to my business was everything that I learned in hypnobirthing, have a vision for what it is that you want Look at all of the things that are getting in your way, all of the fears, all of the stories, let it go. Then use the tools, meditation, journaling, to work through all of those fears so that you are physically, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually ready to create what it is that you want to create. And I brought that into my business. So the story's winding, but I've been... My eyes were open to this, I suppose, 25 years ago. The life that I have created, I think that I've been doing it for the last decade. And I think that things went on steroids, maybe to pandemic time, 2020. The pandemic was a blessing for us all, for so many people. For so many people. Yeah, for sure. Because I remember thinking to myself, there's a lot of fear in my community and people were just so afraid, afraid to sell, afraid to shut up in business, worried about what was going to happen with their business. And I just remember I did a digital detox for three days and I just sat and I meditated and I journaled and I just thought, what is, what do you, what do you need to do here? Who do you need to be? And it's there where I decided that I was going to create my first non-business course. It was a course called The Gateway and it was all about connecting with your inner power it was all about co-creating with the universe it was all about tapping into your limitless potential and that was the start that was the uh, that was the year that I yeah went from 420 to 1.2 million. That's
1: insane and did I read somewhere you said you've you've made six million now where have I got six million from I don't know. Yeah,
2: six million since 2020.
1: Six million since 2020 your so personal friends with Richard Branson, she's been to Necker Island. i Necker
2: Island, which You're, is in my phone.
1: You've been in what, Forbes? Uh, wait, yeah. I've got the list. I've got the list. You, my, this is leading somewhere. Wait, <laughs> I'm going to get to the list. Where have you been? Forbes, Grazia, BBC. My question is, yeah. because I'm so interested in this, are there still people in your life yeah. that, don't take on board any of this shit and don't, oh, yeah. and, and not even curious about how you've created this life for yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah, the majority. Isn't I would say, why? Yeah, the majority, anybody who I know, who I don't know from online is not really interested and not, we will not have discussions about it. It's just, it's very, I've got pre online Sue's life and friends and then post and i have to be honest that the people that i know from pre these are my people i will always be friends with them and there were so many people that dropped off because we there wasn't enough of a connection to for me to not be bothered about the fact that i couldn't fully integrate them into my life and that's yeah. that's very hard for a lot of people. I think it stops a lot of people creating their dream life because they're worried about who's going to drop off. And oh,
1: people do. It'll, it'll edit the people out, won't it? It'll edit all kinds of shit out of your life. And yeah. sometimes you're not ready for it to be edited. Yeah. But it's so interesting. That, well, I'm glad you said that because I just find it so bizarre how people around you will constantly be like, oh, I'm so broke. Or, oh, I'm so... And I am think, do you know what I'll do? Yeah. Like, do you know... Do, do you know what I teach. And they just, it's like, they love to complain, but they won't. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I want to say about the book. If you are interested in reading the book, it is called Infinite Receiving yes. and we are doing it in the book club. It is available. I'll leave a link for it down below as well. Um, but everything you need to change the traje- trajectory, I can't say that word. I don't know why I choose to say it because I can't <laughs> say it. Trajectory direction of your life is within the pages of that book. It is fully possible to spend, what is it, 8 99 a book yes. these days, £10, and yeah. change your life.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's just the decision. It's the difference between people who choose to do that yes. and people who don't, isn't yes. it? It's that simple. Oh, God. It's been a joy speaking to you today, Susie. I've loved every single minute. I can't wait to read the book. I'm one chapter in and I'm loving my life, I've Yay. got to say. Um, but... You are going to be in the book club somehow, aren't you? We're going to do a Q&A yes. or something later this month. I would absolutely love There's going to be to. so many questions for you. Yeah, it'd be
2: amazing. And what
1: else? Do you, where, where can people find you what how can we find you let us know do you know what everybody
2: who buys the book right now you get um a seven day free trial in my membership i've brought back the gateway so you can come over and find me um there suzy or email my team hey at suzy ashworth, and let them know that you've purchased a copy of the book and you can get seven days in there but i'm on instagram um suzy underscore ashworth Um, you'll find me I kind of tend to play around on Facebook Facebook is more of my personal stuff but I keep my page open Um, but for all of the kind of business inspiration, life inspiration infinite receiving inspiration then over on Instagram is the vibe
1: amazing thank you for being here today and I will see you bitches next week the law of attraction has changed my life it's going to change yours too bye